We're going to consider the parable of the prodigal son. From verse 11, I'll read from verse 11 to 32, though we may not have time to consider all the verses. Luke chapter 15, verse 11 to 32, I'll read. And he said, There was a man who had two sons, and the young of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with anger. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. The father said to him, to his servants, bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this, my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his older son was in the field. And as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, your brother has come and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him. But he answered his father, Look, these many years I have served you, and I never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad, for this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. For all the parables, for all the parables of Jesus Christ, none provides us with a vivid picture of the senseless nature of sin and the story of the prodigal son. 
It is this parable that tells us the insane nature of sin. The Puritans used to say, sin is insanity. After this young man has spent all that he had, we read in verse 17 that he came to himself. That phrase, to come to himself, is talking about someone who is recovering from an infirmity. When he came to himself, without a doubt, the prodigal son had played the madman. Because sin is madness. It is the worst kind of madness. A sinful behavior does not make any sense. It is madness to turn against a loving father. It is madness to go spend all your goods with reckless living. It is madness to fall in the hands of a harlot. Madness to exchange the plentiful father's table for a swine, for a swine field. You see, sin, brethren, doesn't make sense. Sin doesn't make any sense at all. The madness of sin here is the senselessness of sin. We see here the infirmity of sin. And all of us have experienced it. And we know that there is nothing good that can come from sin. There is nothing edifying or beneficial from sin. There is nothing wholesome. Because when you look at the actions of the prodigal son, you only wonder that sin leads a man from bad to worse. He left the bread at home, the table filled with food, and where does he end up? He ends up with the pigs, to the point that he cannot be given the food given to the pigs. He left a table full of food, and followed the destruction of sin. It destroyed his innocence, his dignity, his self-respect. Sin destroyed his goods. Sin destroyed everything that he had. What else can sin do? It brought division. Division between his father and himself. Division between his brother and himself. You see, sin doesn't make sense. That is the insanity of sin. Look at how sin brought this man to the point of death. The point of death, he says in verse 17, but when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have more than enough food? And then listen, but I perish here with hunger. See, brethren, God's word from Genesis to Revelation is true. So that when the Bible says there is a way that seems right to a man and its end is destruction, that is very true. Sin leads to death. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. And you can see very clearly here that it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for those who clearly pursue sin. Those who live for sin. Those who spend all they have for sin. It leaves them with nothing. Here we have a selfish son. This selfish son was only interested in himself. He was interested in living for himself. He did not care about his brother. He did not care about his father. He did not care about the home. He did not care about his family. He only cared about self. 
And that is the philosophy of the world today. The world tells you, look out for yourself. Live your life for yourself. See, self-centered young people tend to be very disrespectful to their parents. Verse 12, we are told that And the young of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the sorry, give me the share of property that is coming to me. It doesn't say, May I have the share that is coming to me. He comes to with demands to his father. In the Jewish culture, the portion that he wanted was something that he was to be given when his father died. And this, upon the death of his father, he was to be given his portion. But the young man could not wait until his father's death. In other words, this young man is self-centered. He wished that his father was dead so that he could have his portion. See, sin is a tyrant. Sin is a tyrant, yet so many want to be under its control. Sin is insanity. It is madness. How could you give up so much to gain so little? Verse 13 says, not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country where, sorry, and there he squandered his property in reckless living. This young man was looking for liberty, for freedom, and freedom for him was a license to sin. And we are told here, not many days later. In other words, he could not wait to get his portion. The moment he received it, he could not stand one moment to see his father. He wanted to be out of the eye of his father, his loving father. He wanted to be loosed from restrictions and rules. He wanted his freedom. Freedom to see. Solomon writes as if he's writing to this young man in Proverbs chapter 6 verse 18. He says, A heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil. Feet running to do evil. You see, it doesn't make sense. In Proverbs 10.23, Solomon says, Doing wrong is like a joke to a fool, but wisdom is pleasure to a man of understanding. In verse 13, we are told that this young man gathered all he had. He gathered all he had. He had no intention of returning home. He had his money, he had his goods, he had no intention of returning to his home where he was loved and cared for. He wanted to get far away from home as far as possible. And sadly today, there are people looking for that far country. A country where there is no law, a country where there is no restriction, a country where there is no Bible. And probably some of you, when you came to college, you're looking for that freedom, a license to sin. You wanted to be in a place where there's no accountability, there's no church, there's no Bible. And then notice his losses. Oh, what a fool he was. We're told that, and there he squandered his property in reckless living. 
You see, notice the decline. In verse 13, he goes away from home, he squanders his property in reckless living, and then just in the next verse, we are told, verse 14, and when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in it. His life was in a downward spiral. His life was out of control. You see, sin doesn't lead you up. It leads you down. Sin doesn't lead a man out of trouble. It brings a man into trouble. And that is the insanity of sin. There you have a sorrowful son. Reckless behavior. And look what it led to. He gathered all he had. He spent all he had. He did not save anything. Sin comes to throw a man down so quickly. Sin can cause your circumstances to change overnight. And the moment this young man spent his last penny, the land was gripped with famine. And many today in our country are destitute, are poor because of gambling, because of sport betting, because of casinos. Gambling leads to poverty, it leads to death. You see, some people are, are so addicted to gambling to the point that they have taken their life away. A story in 2016, it was reported that a young college student lost 80,000 in football bet and he went ahead and hanged himself. Because for him, the only way out was to kill himself. You see, sin leads to death. What of alcoholism? There's a lot of advertisement about alcohol. And they'll tell you alcohol brings joy and happiness. And that is a lie. Because if you look at those who are addicted to alcohol, what will you see? Broken families, violence, sickness. There's no happiness. The drink is a curse. For this young man, is taking care of the pigs. Verse 15. And we know from historical context that at the time, keeping and feeding of pigs was seen as the most degrading work you can find anywhere. This young man in verse 17, we are told that he came to himself. He recovered from his insanity. Many people come to the end of themselves and some turn to God the Father for salvation. This young man was resolved to go home. He says in verse 17, how many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with anger. Verse 18, I will arise and go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. Sadly, many people make a resolution. Many people hear of their sin, but they never go to the Father. They, they, they never go, go, go to the one who can purge away their sins. Brethren, this is the insanity of sin. We have been bought by the precious blood of Christ. 
the blood that can never lose its power. How can you go back to such kind of life? How can you live in sin? Looking at the blessings that we have in Christ in Ephesians, look at all those riches that you have. Will you decide to go back to the world to live in sin? Brethren, this is the insanity of sin. Sin is madness. And it's only Jesus Christ who can help us to be to, to, to fight and to experience victory in him. Amen.